And welcome to Technology Tap. I'm Professor J. Rod. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Security Plus. Security Plus is a little bit different than the other two exams that we've talked about so far. We're going to get into more detail on why it's unique. Let's get to it. I said at the beginning, uh, we're going to talk about the Security Plus. The Security Plus is different from the Network Plus and the A Plus is that it is more definition-centric than the other ones. And what do I mean by that? Well, in the other ones, I mean, you have to know, like, what a router is, you know, what social engineering is, what dumpster diving. But I feel that the Security Plus has more definitions that you need to memorize. So let's go through some of the examples. One of the biggest definitions that you have to know is what is CIA? And I don't mean the Central Intelligence Agency. I'm talking about confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And confidentiality is defined as prevents the unauthorized disclosure of data. And integrity is provides assurance that the data has not been altered by unauthorized individuals and availability means indicates that access to the data and services are not denied when needed. Kind of like I kind of think about, uh, you know, the banking system when I think about CIA, right? They use confidentiality, integrity and availability, right? They don't give you, you know, that you have a, a card and a pen right which is ensures confidentiality right you need both to do to see how much money you have in the bank just to go to the atm and see how much money you have and integrity they assure that the data has not been altered so if i go to the bank now and if i have two hundred dollars and i take a hundred dollars out i'm going to get a receipt that says a hundred dollars if I come home and log into my website, it's going to, and you know, the, my banking website, it's going to say $100 that I have. If I go to the web uh, app application of that bank, it's going to say I have $100, right? So all of them is going to match, right? They have integrity. And availability is I can go to any ATM and for the most part, take, take money out at any time. Three in the morning, two in the afternoon, on a Saturday, on a Sunday. Doesn't matter. I can get money out. The other big one is called DAD. D-A-D. Disclosure. The exposure of sensitive data to an unauthorized individual. This violates confidentiality. Alteration. When data is modified by an unauthorized individual, this violates integrity. And denial, the unintended disruption of access to data 
assets and violates availability. So they're mirrored differences or or cause and effect. So you have CIA and DAD. Some other stuff that you may have on the exam is a topic called breach impact, where they talk about five risk. One of them is financial risk is the risk of monetary damage to an organization. Repetitional risk is the risk of negativity impact the publicity of an organization. And you know who use reputational risk a lot? Banks. Banks. If they find out that you are doing shady stuff, you are a reputational risk for the bank. They did that to, uh, I think that my pillow guy, They some banks canceled his, his account because he's, you know, allegedly he's going around the country saying stuff. I guess they don't like it. But reputational risk, they, banks do that a lot. Strategic risk is the risk that is that is effective at limiting an organization from meeting its goals. Operational risk is a risk that slows down the business processes. And compliance risk is a risk that prevents an organization from maintaining its regulatory compliance. And that's a big, you know, that's a big risk. You know, you get something like FERPA, uh, which is the the umbrella with under which schools fall under. It's the compliance that they follow. It's the regulatory compliance that they follow. Where you cannot tell, like, certain stuff, right? This is one of the reasons why a lot of schools, if you notice, move... You know, when you call them and you have an issue with your account, they ask you for your student ID first because they don't really want to deal with Social Security unless they have to. And if you tell them, oh, I don't know my student ID, I I know my Social Security number. Have you ever noticed there's a pause there? And there's a pause there because they're switching databases, right? They They don't really want... Those, you know, they don't really want to be using people's social security because it's a risk to that. But one of the things that FERPA does is is great, right? You're not allowed to, if you're, you know, if you're in college, your parents can't call up the school and find out what grades you are unless you waive FERPA, right? You have to waive that, even though they paying for it. They could be paying 100% of your college. They're not allowed to call up the school and see how much, uh, you know, how mu- you know if you're passing or not. They're not allowed to do that. They have to waive that right. That if you if you tell them, it's a FERPA violation. I even give you something even simpler with FERPA. I was a third grade substitute teacher a couple of years back, you know, five six years back. Long term sub, so I was I had the same class for three months, and we dismissing the the kids, and the grandmother comes and picks up you know Johnny right let's say, and the teacher goes oh Johnny didn't have a good day, you know he was out of control today wasn't good, and the grandmother says okay I'll tell his mother, principal walks over, tells the teacher. That's a FERPA violation, right? Because grandma's not on the list. Only mom and dad are on the list. 
She told the teacher, that's a FERPA violation. You can get in trouble for that. So, was it really? Probably. Did she have to say that? No. Right? She's just one of these, you know. All right. Security control categories. You have your technical controls. Technical controls use technology to reduce vulnerabilities. Examples of that are encryption, antivirus, intrusion detection systems. You have your administrative controls. Administrative controls use method mandated by organizational policy or other guidance, such as risk assessments, vulnerability assessments, pen testing, awareness training, which is huge now, change management, and contingency planning. And physical control is any controls that you can physically touch, such as lightning, lighting, light, lightning, light, lighting, signs, fences, security guards, and more. And now this. Looking to change careers? Does your kid need help in math? Want to learn how to code? If you're in the Westchester County area, then you have to go to a rent market. A red market is a full-service market that offers the following. Coding classes, Python, C++, Java, and HTML. Tutoring services like math, science, and English. And certification training, CompTIA A+, Network+, and Security+. Please go to a red market. That's A-R-E-N-Market.com. Or click on the website in the show notes. A red market. You can change your life. All right. Last thing that I want to talk about is security control types. And there is six of them. So the first one, and some of them overlap with security uh, control configurations. They overlap. Uh, So one is prevented controls. You attempt to stop a security incident from occurring. Again, examples are your firewall, access control, right? Actually, maybe even, uh, yep, I was thinking maybe security guard, but no. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Detective controls attempt to detect events that result in a security incident, IDS, video surveillance, motion detection. Corrective controls attempt to remediate the incident that has occurred. UPS, you know, power, uninterrupted power supply, restoring from backups, incident response procedure, deterrent controls, attempt to discourage a threat, guard dog, security signage, right? No trespassing, uh, barbed wire. I mean, those, those, you know, you may think signs don't work, but signs have a thing with people um, where they... With you know, they make people think twice. You know, no trespassing signs. You know, you cannot enter this room. You know, most people see that and they're like, okay, you know, they they take that serious. So go get an alarm system. In if you have an alarm system and your neighbors see the alarm person installing it, a lot of times the neighbor will ask you for an extra sign. Why? Because they want to put it on their lawn, and it will, it will stop that. It, it would, it would make the person think twice before breaking in, right? Because if 
if I have a sign and my neighbor has a sign, but the other neighbor doesn't have a sign, which one is the thief is going to break into? Probably the third neighbor. Because he doesn't have a sign. So a sign works. Our physical controls provide security controls for physical environments, right? Fences, barricades, burglar alarm, and compensating controls provide alternate controls when the primary control may not be sufficient. Separation of duties, mandatory vacations, right? When you take mandatory vacation, you have to take two weeks consecutive. Why? Usually within those two weeks they'll they'll notice if there's if you've been doing any funny business at work. I had a I worked at this one place many, many, many years ago. A restaurant and real estate company. And I used to use do point of sales, which which is the re- the registers for the stores. So I had a I went to uh one I'll never forget. 33rd Street and Broadway. Went in there. Had to change the menu. They had some specials coming up. And I went there. And I asked I asked for the manager. The assistant manager came. And I'm like, hey, where's the manager? And she said, oh, he's on vacation. I said, oh, okay. I need to make these changes. And she was like, yeah, sure. And when I'm doing those changes, she goes, you know, he's on vacation, but he's a really nice guy. And I'm like, Okay. She says, you know what he did? I'm like, no. He said, even though he's on vacation, he came back to do the inventory and the payroll for me. Two things that I hate to do. He came came to do it. And that, for me, that's a red flag. Right? Because why would he be? Why would he come on his vacation to do this stuff, to do the payroll, to do the inventory? Well, back then in the early '90s, let's say you worked for me, and you know you worked early in the morning. You worked from like seven to eleven, seven a.m. to eleven a.m., and I had an assistant. An assistant came in at one. You would never see that assistant. You and the assistant would never meet. Well, if I fire that person and kept them on the payroll, extra two, three weeks, took the check and cashed the check, how would anybody know? Nobody would know. These are things that people used to do back then. They used to do stuff like that. They used to hire people and then get rid of them, keep them on the payroll like they, as if they're still employees. And keep their check and cash it, because you know you can cash the check in the store. So this was uh, this was back then, but th- this is why a lot of companies like to have mandatory two weeks vacation. And when you're on vacation, they're not even supposed to call you. You're not you're not allowed to get on your email. You know if they do it right, you're not even supposed to be on email. They're not supposed to call you. You know everything's supposed to be you. It's like you don't work there for those two weeks. And that's a way to check to see if, you know, if there's something that you're doing behind the company's back. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of companies don't do mandatory uh, vacations where 
way I work, the last job I worked prior to getting into education, they they never did it. Um, I don't know if they're doing it now, but uh, it was it was hard to get two weeks vacation uh, to begin with. So I think they have more people now, so it's a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, these are the things that you have to you know you have to implement, and if you're going to be a security you know, see, you know, security chief or, you know, chief information security officer. These are things, some of the things that you can implement to see if things, what they're doing in your, in your office is, 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 you know, it's funny business. Make sure they're not doing any funny business. All right. That's going to put a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm working really hard to bring some surprises and more interviews. So hopefully I can push those out soon. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions. Art by Sarah. Music by Joe Kim. If you want to reach me, you can email me at professorjrod at gmail.com